The collapse of the Soviet Union 20 years ago eliminated a despised and defining feature of Soviet life, standing in lines. Lines for bread, butter, and other basic necessities. By one estimate, people in the USSR spent up to a third of every day standing in line. Olga Grushin has written an entire novel about a line. It's just out in paperback, but her characters aren't queuing up for toothpaste or toilet paper. As Bridget McCarthy reports, they're waiting for something much more precious. Olga Grushin opens her novel, The Line, with some of the most frequently uttered dialogue in the Soviet Union. Who's last in line? Are you last in line? What are they selling? A long line quickly forms, before anyone even knows what's for sale. Grushin says that's often what happened. People would just stand in line hoping for something. The characters in Olga Grushin's novel queue up in alternating shifts for an entire year. Friendships develop, feuds and fistfights erupt, and romance blossoms. It's such a powerful metaphor, you know, the, the idea of people literally waiting day and night, come rain or snow. It's like a gold at the end of the rainbow almost. The pot of gold in this case is a concert ticket. And, of course, it is based on a real story. In 1962, Igor Stravinsky made a historic visit to the Soviet Union. The famous Russian composer had been living in exile in the West and had not set foot in his native land for 50 years. Nor had people there been able to hear his music. Soviet authorities had banned it. And there was this footnote in the book I was reading that people, when they heard that Stravinsky was coming back to Leningrad to perform his music, they lined up and waited in line for a year. And I thought this was... So amazing, people with not very easy lives as they would be in Russia at that time in in the 60s, waiting in line literally for a year to hear music for a couple of hours. More than 5,000 people waited, and some of them, including an elderly cousin of Stravinsky's, didn't even get a ticket. I knew within a day of coming across the story, I knew that I wanted to write this book. Grushin says the line isn't meant to be historical fiction, even if the famous exiled composer in her story is very transparently named Igor Stalinsky, and whose music sounds very much like Stravinsky's. It's more a fable about hope and the search for meaning. One of the characters in the line spends much of the year imagining how this miraculous forbidden music will sound. He began to anticipate at last the unwinding of the as-yet-unheard Stalinsky melody, that ecstatic rising from note to note, that rare, exultant, vertiginous moment he loved most of all, when his very essence seemed drawn out of his body after a piercing surge of music, when all the inexpressible mute feelings, all the neglected longings of his soul, found a language full and perfect and forgiving. Another character in the line says, perhaps we believed that beauty or happiness had to be brief in order to live in one's memory. Olga Grushin was born in Soviet Moscow in 1971, but now lives in the United States. She says it was easy to imagine characters who'd sacrifice so much to hear two hours of music. People I know would do that. In the Soviet Union, she says, music, poetry, and painting were considered as essential as bread. I think that what was so unique about Russia for a lot of its history is that artists had a sort of a sacred mission. They were prophets or saviors almost, they would tell the truth and carry this to the people, you know, when they couldn't get it anywhere else. The Line is Olga Grushin's second novel. It was inspired by family stories, as well as her own experiences growing up in the Soviet Union. There were lines, of course, for um, daily necessities. But 
when I became old enough to wait in lines, um, fortunately, my lines were more like the line in my book, which is why uh, when I read about the Stravinsky story, it really spoke to me on so many levels. There were exciting lines to get into new exhibits and concerts. This was in the twilight years of the USSR, when the country was opening up under Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. And I remember, for instance, in um, 87, there was the first Chagall exhibit in Moscow. And I remember waiting in that line. Not a year, but it was a very, very long line. Grushin says even though the element of scarcity makes the line a distinctly Soviet story, she says it's really about the more universal themes of longing and desire. Our daily lives, even here, uh, most of us are waiting for something. You know, you have something at the end of the road that you're hoping will happen, and you are sort of waiting in a kind of a metaphorical line for something. Whether it's for vacation, a new job, or love. For The World, I'm Bridget McCarthy.